We can do it. You can do it. Welcome to Stay the Course. Have you been feeling stuck, limited, or blocked in your spiritual life? Are you looking for breakthrough today? We are here creating a safe place to uncover real answers to honest questions. Because this is not just another self-help podcast. This is Life for Your Soul. Welcome, welcome back. 2022. Hey, hey, welcome to Life for Your Soul. Rachel and Virginia here. Yep. So this is our official start of our new topic. Hey, stay the course. So we're uh, back in the swing of our topic arc, and today is introductions. Yeah. Um, Rachel, this topic is called Stay the Course. Please share with the audience why you are passionate about this particular uh, topic. Well, let me go back in time a little bit. <laughs> Let's rewind through the annals of history. In 1874. <laughs> so back, back, back in the day, you know, little old Rachel, 16-year-old Rachel, dare, dare, naive <laughs> Rachel, you know, she thought she was going to change the world. I mean, how many of us when we're teenagers just think we're going to change the world. Time will tell. You don't know. And we know. Don't write that one off yet. Also. But when you're a teenager, you know what's wrong with the world and everybody. Oh, you, you, you have all the answers. Yes. Yeah. You know how to fix it. The grown-ups have no idea what they're doing. Exactly. So, you know, back then I had all the passion and all the gumption and all the know-how. I thought I knew because I read a million books. <laughs> Didn't really have podcasts back then. It was mostly books for me. Yeah, that's true. Um. I, they knew me at the Christian bookstore and it was not even in my town. I would drive to Greensboro and they still knew me like it was an hour away. <laughs> hey, Rachel. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're back with your 20% off coupon. <laughs> Thanks for spending $300 on books. Um, so, you know, and back then I just thought, you know, it, it was just going to be easy. I thought life was going to be great. Yeah. I thought I was going to go to ministry school. I didn't need college. I was going to go to ministry school. I was going to go to ministry school in England. That was what I was going to do. Okay. Right? And well, your, your heroes were going to be heroes forever. Yeah. The giants of the faith were never going to change. Everything was going to be great. And, you know, I learned a lot <laughs> in the past 20-something years. Um, but what surprises me is that I'm still here. Yes, you are. And although my life looked way, 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 way different than I thought it was going to be, it actually nothing panned out the way I thought it was going to be. Praise the Lord. At all. Not in the least. Yeah. Um, completely different. Didn't get a college degree. Didn't have kids young. Um, got married super young, which I wasn't planning to. Uh, yeah. I'm not living in North Carolina still. Like, I mean, there's just so many things. Yeah. Um, and so kind of want to talk to you about. Because there's so many topics that go around through my head. Like, trust me, you all just know me, getting to know me. I just have this running list of all the things that I think everyone should know. And I need to share that with you. And I need you to know all the things. Only I can't tell you all the things in one podcast. So I have to like really like try to focus on what God wants me to tell you. Break them into topics, you might say. Yeah, (laughs) like because I mean... Guys, we literally could talk about a million things, and we probably will over the course of this ep- on this podcast. But yeah, um, so bring us back. Your young self grew up. Things are not the same. But 
I, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, I'm still with the Lord. I'm stronger than and better than ever. Oh, yeah. Right? I've conquered so many things. I'm having the best time of my life spiritually. And I have friends who are no longer Christians. Mm -hmm. I have people I know that, although they kind of are Christians, their lives are hot mess. Yeah. I know people who thought they'd never get divorced, got married and got divorced. I know people who, you know. Giants in the faith that we look up to and whatever. And as time moves on, they fall away. They don't even believe in the Lord anymore. And you're like, I mean, we've had pastors fall out of grace due to indiscretions. We've had people walk off the platform saying they don't believe in God. And this has all been happening. A lot more. Yeah. A lot more. And in the in the vein of like New Year's resolutions, like we all know, like Virginia said last episode, you know, in the gym, everyone's there in January. Now, mind you, I know this too, because I worked at the vitamin shop. Yes. So we had everyone and their mother would come in on uh, the first of the year to buy their supplements and their workout drinks. Yeah. And, you know, and everyone would come in and, and then it would wane. And, and as a I, company, we capitalize on that. We'd, we'd oh, set up the displays. We'd be like, New Year's resolutions, we got you. And gyms do the same thing. They do the promos. 100%, yep. But Personal trainers lined at the door. Even though the vitamin shop is making it easy and the gyms are giving you the promos, uh, most people don't make it past the first quarter of the year. So true. And so we want this year, not just this year, but the rest of your life, um, we want you to make it through. We want you to make it to the end. We want you to finish strong. We want you to finish your race. And um, and so really this whole first topic arc is kind of in and of itself. This is the introductory episode, but in and of itself, the whole thing is kind of an introduction for the year, kind of a yeah. thing to get us started. Because we are really passionate about this concept of staying the course, staying with God, having your relationship with him grow and be stronger, not letting things around you in whatever way that comes, which we'll get into in this episode, pull you down, pull you away, take you out of the faith. Um, And really like that in itself is, especially in today's modern age, like that's a hard thing to do sometimes is to stay the course and to not... You had no idea what happened, but we just had a slight pause and an edit right there. So I don't really remember what the last thing I was saying was, but the gist of it is in today's day and age, people are falling away from the faith left and right. And there are lots of things in your life that have the potential to make it feel like the world is collapsing, things are over. And in the midst of all of the chaos, like, oh, I don't know, a pandemic, (laughs) <laughs> that's raging for years and job loss and, <laughs> and family loss and all these kinds of things. It can be really easy to be disheartened and say, where is God in the world? What is happening? What's going on? And um, a reason why we are going to, we're not going to talk about just this, obviously the entire year, but you'll see that running theme of like, how can we stay strong? How can we not compromise? How can we stay the course? etc. Because we want everyone who's listening to the show to constantly get built up in the Lord, grow stronger every day, um, grow deeper in their faith, in their walk, and just become more sure, not less. Yeah. And um, and if, like, when we repeat things, we're not doing it just to be repetitive. Um, Although we do love being repetitive. (laughs) It's because I know, I mean, I haven't lived that long, but I'm almost 40. I just turned 38. 
And I know that when I was 16, I knew something. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 25, I realized, oh, I didn't really know it. But now (laughs) I really know it. And then when I was 30, I was like, oh, crap, I didn't know it. Now I really know it. And now that I'm 38, I'm like, I had no idea. I was that that was ridiculous. I actually know it now. And I'm hoping that's the last time, but it probably won't be. Probably be 16. Be like, I didn't know it. I know it. And the thing about God is eternal and all the truth and everything that is, is in him and has always been in him and always exists. And so there's nothing ever really new. What's new is when he reveals it to us. It's new for us. It's not new for him. And um, and I would argue that even when he reveals it to us, it's not even new. It's when it finally sinks into us and we're like, oh, I get it. And you start applying it to your life. <laughs> yeah, like, it's really it, I've had conversations with my friends where I'm like, this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm like, uh-huh. And then later the next week, she was like, and this, this, and this. And you're like, oh, I get it. Y'all, I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting with this woman, (laughs) we're recording the show, we're talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, it all sounds great. A week later, the episode comes out, I listen to it, I'm like, Rachel, my goodness, (laughs) are you getting this? (laughs) So there are some themes, and and kind of to segue into what I kind of wanted to talk about is that a lot of what gets you to fall away or have problems is because a lot of the way Christianity is set up in this world and how we do things and operate is not always biblical. And a lot of time it's trying to do things from the outside in. Mm. Um, Like if you're trying to do the Christianity thing as a behavior modification, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, And actually let's go ahead and do our scriptures real quick. So our, we have some anchor scriptures for this podcast. Uh, We'll start with, well, I'll do Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, and then Virginia can hit up uh, Philippians, I think. All right. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge, huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Um, Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you've not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Mm. You want to comment? No, go ahead. Let's go ahead okay. and read Philippians. Philippians three twelve in NLT. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. I like that because it's 12 through 14 and in the NLT, it has it titled as pressing toward the goal. Yeah. Very appropriate. So one thing we want to harp on today is that this is a lifelong process. Uh, some of you might have heard the word sanctification. Sanctification is the you kind of living out your daily life with Christ. So, and I would say like the process of you becoming less tied to yourself and 
Yeah, becoming more like Jesus, becoming yeah. more holy. And as you can see, and even in Philippians, and saying, you know, not that he's perfect already, but to not give up and keep striving. And and that's the thing. Like part of this is the never give up. <laughs> yeah. You know, never give up and and just know that you are I know a lot of people don't like the term evolve, but um because Christians get weird about that. Um but when we're talking about us evolving, like there's a shift, there's a change, there's a growth that happens. Like Jesus dealt with things once and for all on the cross, Mm -hmm. but the reality of that actually has to take, be applied to our daily lives and the working out our salvation is that process of transformation, metamorphosis of evolving and not, and actually doing that process with God. Yeah. And um, that's another thing is like when when we talk about how staying the course is that it has to be an inside out thing. And if and if it's an inside out thing, if it comes from the inside and works its way out into your life, when it comes from God directly, it will work. You will last. You will continue. But if you're trying to do this thing with from the outside in and trying to have that behavior modification that try to perfect yourself, trying to do all the things and, and get yourself in line for Jesus, um, that's where the hangup comes in because it's, it's, it's unsustainable. Yeah. I mean, how many of us have had a friend try something new or you see someone do something and you see the results of that effort? You're like, man, I want to do that. So with your own idea and your own strength, you decide to try or do whatever that thing is. And you don't have the same success that that person has. And you're like, I don't get it. And it can be frustrating. This can happen in you know any category of your life. But when you have an encounter and there's revelation there and Holy Spirit is there and God says, hey, try this or do this or whatever. When it comes from him, you're empowered. You're empowered by his grace. And it's going to be fruitful in a way that you're just not going to get when you're trying to do something on your own. And, you know, that's why you hear us in general talk a lot about like doing things by the spirit of God, because when we're doing things by his spirit, the way he wants us to do it and he's telling us to do it, it's going to lead you to success. Whereas you could do something perfectly good, so to speak, in the natural and you might not get anywhere, might not do much. And I mean, I don't know how frustrating is that? It's like you spend your whole life doing quote unquote good things and you're not getting anywhere because Mm -hmm. God never told you to do any of them. And that can be frustrating. And a lot of people, I give people kudos who are frustrated and they're still trying to work through their frustration. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of people who they just, they straight up just give up. They get frustrated and they're like, I'm done. I'm gone. I'm over it. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) which is also just a very, a very human thing to think of. I am personally frustrated in this, and so therefore I'm not going to do it anymore. Whereas I feel like when we are saved and we're born again, right? Like Jesus bought us with a price, right? We are no longer ours. We are his. Who are we to say, I'm giving up on this ride, moving on to the next? Like, that's really not our call to make. So, boom. Enjoy the episode, guys. We're out. (laughs) I kid. Um... If you can hear my child, Juniper, in the background, she's just long for the ride on this episode. And we will never apologize for it. <laughs> um, yeah, because like, and, and here's the thing. So revelation, 
I'll, we'll just talk about, we'll try to keep this episode short this week, but there's, there's two main concepts I've been thinking about lately. And that is firsthand revelation, um, versus secondhand or thirdhand or fourthhand. Love it. Um, like that's really key. Like if all of your relationship with God is based on second, third, fourth hand revelation from other people, if you're basing your relationship and trying to survive off other people's relationship with God, other people's revelation from God, other people's books, CDs, podcasts, <laughs> um, sermons, and and that's all you're consuming because you're not consuming it firsthand. Look, other people's revelation is like a door you can walk through. Mm. Like if you read that book and listen to that podcast and do that thing, that's an opening that shows you what's possible. But then you have to go through that door and you have to know that revelation for yourself. It's because someone could tell you something and um, I can't think of a positive example. All I can think of is a negative. <laughs> like, for example, it's like someone could tell you all day long, stoves are hot when you're a child. Stoves are hot. You know, when it's bright red, don't touch it. Be careful. Be careful. And you're like, yeah, 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 as a kid. Well, how many kids just, you know, they see that stove and they're not paying attention and they touch it. And it's not until they touch that stove and it's hot and they realize, oh, (laughs) that I understand now what they're saying by hot. (laughs) Because before that, you're like hot. Okay, whatever hot means. I don't know, you know. But now you have a real reality check of what hot means. And the thing about... um. Even if someone gives you their their message, like a sermon or a podcast or whatever, like you need to go to Jesus about it. Like you need to go to the word about it. You need to go, okay, is this real? Sounds real to me. My, you know, my spirit bears witness. I think it actually is a good concept or truth. But then you got to go to Holy Spirit and Jesus and God and go, hey, how does this look like in my life? And can you show it to me? Mm. Because until he shows it to you directly, it's just a concept. And we're, we as humans are really good at collecting concepts and information and knowledge and revelation. Like, like, as a kid, like, I just, teenager, I mean, the amount of books I read, not even Christian books, but just all books. Like, I read so many books. Like, I just consumed them like crazy. Um, and you could say I was really good at reading books, but, uh, it didn't necessarily mean I understood the concepts in real life. Like I had to live life for a while before some of these concepts actually made sense. Mm. And, um, but I, for a while, I'll just be honest. I was having some struggles in my personal life. I was having some struggles with my relationship with God. And so how I tried to compensate with that is by more revelation. Like I just figured if I just read the right book with the 10 secret keys to glory or whatever. If I just read the next book, if I just finally unlock the thing, if I just found that perfect podcast, if I just went to the right church, if I just, you know, had this encounter at this conference, I know I'd be good. I know it would fix it. I know I would be better. I know, you know, and I, I kind of became addicted to Mm. new revelation and what it was is I was collecting it and I wasn't applying it. So I was knowing all the things and I was getting prideful off of everything I knew. But I actually, if you looked at my life, my life was a hot mess. And so it didn't matter if I knew the 10 keys to glory. Like it, my <laughs> life did not look like glory, right? You know, like it looked like crap. So 
but I had like, it was like the satisfaction as I was telling Virginia, like example of this is like, you know, when you need to declutter your house and minimize. So you go on YouTube and you watch like 500 minimalist minimalism videos on how to min- minimize your house and how to get rid of clutter and how to do it because you're avoiding the painstaking, obnoxious task of decluttering your house. Mm. Both Virginia and I have both done this and it's not fun. It's painful. No. Getting rid of your stuff sucks. You know what is really fun, though? Getting a dumpster. <laughs> Getting a dumpster is really fun. <laughs> because dumpsters aren't super cheap, okay? It's a couple hundred bucks. You have it parked in your driveway or in front of your house. It's ugly. It takes up a bunch of room. Can't park your car there anymore. And you have it there, and I love it. Because then you look at all the stuff in your house, and you think... Well, that dumpster's not going to fill itself. <laughs> and you just start <laughs> chucking stuff in there, and it feels so good. And then as the deadline approaches when they're going to pick the dumpster up, then you start getting a little bit more frantic. And then every whole rooms of stuff just start ending up in the dumpster. It's so wonderful. I really recommend it to everybody. <laughs> but so uh, there's so often that we don't get started on things because it's going to be painful. Yeah. Like this verse, um, he's saying, For you have not yet given your lives... Um, to your struggle against sin. He's like, look, like, we don't even have, we have it good compared to what Jesus went through. So, like, you can't even really complain, but <laughs> all of it is a struggle. Like, doing the stuff, doing the work is a struggle. It's hard. And, um, but what we're saying is it's worth it because, like, you look at all the things that you know you're going to have to do. And you look at it and you're like, how am I ever going to do that? And it's going to be so hard and it's going to be painful. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want to take up my cross and follow him. Like, this is going to be the worst. Ouch. But at the same time, if you can have a vision of the glory of what will come at the end of that, if you can truly firmly put your faith in, and we're here to tell you it's worth it. Absolutely. Right? We're one of the few people, and there's sure there's more that in your life that will tell you it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It was hard. It was painful. It was ugly. It was ugh, all the things. It was dusty. It was worth it. <laughs> like even even how the struggle it was just to clean out our houses, it was worth it. Yeah. You know, what we're living in now, Virginia even more so than me, like the way her life and her household runs is so much just better, more manageable because she got rid of her stuff. Yeah. And and the thing is, God wants to help you get rid of your stuff, but he's not going to get rid of your stuff for you. Mm. And and I guess we're going to title this episode, Own Your Stuff. Like, you need to own your own stuff. Yeah. And you got to understand that you got to let him change you. And you have to literally throw yourself at God and go, I can't do it. I need your help. Because if you try to muster the motivation emotionally, it'll, help. it'll work for a little bit. Like New Year's resolution, it works for a little bit. It does. Yeah. But there's a few people, there's a few things that they'll latch onto and they really have a change of heart and they really change. And then it's a lifestyle for the rest of their life and they never go back. But most people try behavior modification at the beginning of the year when their heart's not really in it other than just disgust of where they're at. And a lot of time it's not enough to overcome the temptation to go back to the comfort of what they were and what they were doing. Yeah. And I think it's interesting you know, even using that analogy of looking at the stuff that you have in your house, um, you know, 
just for me personally, because I have so many children and they're all so young, I there's a lot of stuff in your life you can't control, just period, no matter who you are, right? For me, for the most part, I cannot control the noise in my house. I can't control how many people tug on me and pull on me and, and need me. Um, I also can't really control how much my children need me um, because I can't really set a lot of boundaries with them because, yeah, the six-year-old, I might be able to set a certain boundary with but my 18-month-old. I can't have any boundaries. Like he needs me, I, then that's it, right? So the only thing that I could really control in my environment was what I laid my eyes on and what I could look at. And yeah, when you have young kids, you are going to have messes that have to get picked up. You know, your kids destroy things as soon as you clean it. That's understandable. But what you can control is, is it one basket of stuff that you have to pick up and clean that your kids destroyed? Or is it an entire bookcase full of small toys, full of all these things? Like for me, being able to get rid of tons of stuff in my environment reduced what I call visual, my like my visual clutter and my like visual sensory input because I could control that, whereas I couldn't control the other kinds of things that were coming at me. And I say that to say that there are things in your environment that you can control. There are things that you can change. And if you feel like there are blockers and there's there's, there's something that's in between you and God and you wanting to go deeper and pursue him more. And why can't I stick to this Bible reading plan? Why can't I stick to this, whatever it is? Um, you know, if you have stuff around you that is taking up mental space that you're having to think about, I can't get in a good frame of mind because I can't even sit down to study or read the word because when I sit down, I think about this thing next to me or I look at this table and it's dirty or whatever. Um, it could be emotional stuff. It doesn't have to be physical. Uh, if you don't take care of those messes, so to speak, in your life, if you don't take care of those things, then it's kind of like that never-ending to-do list of things that you that end up getting put before what you need to do with God. Um, there's a funny meme that was like, I have 90 problems. <laughs> and it said, and minimizing uh, minimalism and decluttering solved 80 of them. Yeah, you know, right? like, <laughs> honestly, it's, but it's, that's just a practical thing. And if you guys have a hard time staying on top of your house and controlling your things, honestly, we are big proponents of looking down that route of what you can eliminate. It's like we said last episode, sometimes it's not about what you add in. Sometimes it's about what you take away right? and that not to overwhelm yourself. But even spiritually, like, you know, I was collecting all this knowledge, all these books, all these things. And it wasn't mm -hmm. really helping me because I was just front loading a bunch of things, but none of it was actually working for me. Yeah. And so instead of keeping one thing, like that one book or that one concept that really worked and was really hitting home and studying it and landing on it and meditating on it, I would just kept collecting more. Yeah. And Sometimes you have to do that. There's a some I think people who stay the course are actually more minimalistic in their in their spiritual life. They're like, it's just me, it's just Holy Spirit, it's just the Bible, it's just my family, it's just trying to please God. You know? Yeah. Like if you don't overcomplicate it, it'll really, really help. I think um so much of all the kerfluffle in our lives and in the, in the church, it's just people overcomplicating stuff. Even some of the teachings you hear, it's just such overcomplication. Like it doesn't, it's not that complicated because it all boils down to love. It all boils down to Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. 
Yeah. You know, if you, if I'm the vine and you're the branch and if you just stay connected to me, it'll all turn out okay. You know, like it, there's certain things. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if you are not <laughs> feeling that way and you feel like God is distant and God is hiding from you, if God is quote, and quote hiding from you he's only hiding to for for fun to get you to search for him and he's perfectly uh, willing and able and excited about revealing himself to you like it's like when you play hide and seek with a three-year-old you know or a two-year-old like you when you hide you're not really hiding you're like hiding behind the curtain with your foot sticking out because right you know that they you know can't they need to find, find you, you. Uh, sean bowles gave this example once like it's it's a God, you know, God doesn't hide himself for you to never find him. Mm. And sometimes him hiding himself is actually not him hiding himself. Sometimes you can't see past your stuff to see him. Come on. Like he's actually not hiding. It's just there's a bunch of stuff in between you and him that you, you haven't dealt with. You just can't get your phone out of your face to see him. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm preaching to myself too. And... um. And sometimes it does take as simple as like just waiting on the Lord. So, um, yeah, next week we're going to have an interview with our friend Caitlin. So we'll have a conversation episode about this topic. And then we'll delve into our application activation episode. And that episode, we're going to focus more on like, you know, how do I deal with myself? And yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by I have a bunch of stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um, we do want to get really practical with you guys and give you some real tools. If you feel like, man, I really want to tackle this issue, then we aren't going to make you wait all year. We want to give you what you need to help make a dent right now. So that will come just in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And we're not trying to, and here, here it is. There's no three step process. There's no, there's no simple, you know, solution that'll just, yeah. you know, these, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not, you know, it's 10 step program. God is not a program. No, he's a wild, amazing, eternal being that's beyond our wildest imaginations. And you get to get to know him. Mm-hmm. And that is a unpredictable and wild ride in the best kind of way. And don't, and maybe we'll talk about this in the future, but you know, don't get stuck on principles. You know, if you hear a principle, if somebody says, Hey, this is a biblical principle, follow this principle. That's great. Do that. But you need to look at what that principle, what, what aspect of God does that principle reveal? Because you need to know the God behind the principle, because when the principle doesn't work, quote unquote work the way you think it's going to work. Yeah. You don't give up on every on it. Because you're not giving up on a principle. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to give up on a principle. It's not easy to give up with the God of the universe who you personally know. And if you know him one-on-one, then there's not anything in the world that would get you to deny him or turn from him. Absolutely. I mean, even recently, I had something in my life that it made me get really emotional for a few weeks. And I... I I never got mad at God. I never blamed him. I never, you know, was like frustrated with him. But what I realized, but something still wasn't right. Like something was off. And, you know, I didn't want to read the word. I didn't want to listen to a sermon. I didn't want, because I felt, you know, like I had gotten the crappy end of a stick. And come to find out what I really had to deal with was I really just had to deal with me. 
I had to deal with myself and my own feelings and the way that I handled it and whatever. Didn't have to do with God or Jesus or any other man or human. I really just had to deal with my own crap and deal with my own issues surrounding it, um, which Rachel helped me to do. It was awesome. And there might be a lot of that too that we have going on. And we want that to be the thing is like, if you are a part of your problem, then you can fix you. But we don't want to ever be, oh, I'm going through this thing and therefore I'm giving up on God. Yeah. And some of the hardest things in life is to like actually let God hold the mirror up to you. Because it's one thing to be like, I'm going to go look in the mirror. I'm going to analyze myself and I know what's wrong with me and I know what I need to be, what needs to be fixed. Mm, Yeah. That's different from God saying, Hey, hun, let me, uh, let me put this mirror up to you and let's talk about it. Yeah. Whole different paradigm. Yeah. And when God reveals something to you, the spirit of conviction, the spirit of repentance, the spirit of cleansing comes upon you to where you're like, oh, I see. And then you see it for what it is in his eyes and you go, I don't want that anymore. Versus saying, I shouldn't have that anymore. I shouldn't have that anymore. It's bad for me. I really shouldn't. Versus that's the principle of trying to fix yourself. And then versus God showing you something, you go, oh God, I see it now. I don't, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. For sure. And it's a whole other paradigm. And I can't give you a five-step process to get there. I'm just going to give you nuggets and encouragement. And and I just believe in faith. We believe together in faith for y'all that these concepts and these things will become living realities for y'all. And that you'll start to glimpse this stuff. Or if you have gotten a glimpse of this already, give you language to help disciple others. Because if God has already brought you here and you're here, then it's time for you to start pouring. Absolutely. It's time for you to start giving out and doing this. And so we want to help people along. But if you're already there, like I said, you know, take our example. Don't give up. Start sharing. Start discipling someone. You Amen. Know, you know, start stepping out of your comfort zone. And um, yeah, we just wanted to encourage you all on on both of those fronts to you know, to not give up, to run your race, and to own your stuff. Yeah. And definitely come back next week. It's going to be a really great episode. Um, we recorded it early, and yeah, everyone's going to love it. So, um, yeah, we hope that you uh, stick around for that and the rest of the year, because it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And um, actually... We have a new official podcast page on Facebook. Facebook now has this official podcast thing that they're doing. Yes, you can um, listen to podcasts on Facebook. Yeah, which is really cool. So, um, and that would be a great place to engage with us, ask us questions, make comments. Yeah, absolutely. Every time we post a new, we drop a new episode, um, it is everything automatically published to Facebook and our description, episode description is there, everything's there. Um, and it's a really good place to, uh, like Rachel said, to engage with us. Yep. Thank you for listening. We don't take it lightly. Have a great week. Bless y'all. Yeah. Bye. This has been an episode of Life for Your Soul brought to you by The Sevenfold. For more info on who we are and what you've heard in today's episode, head over to thesevenfold.com. Today, we leave you with this blessing from 3 John. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Until next time, this is Life for Your Soul.